Thank you for choosing this episode of the Lunch Pill Guys podcast. If you like anything you hear, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform, as well as follow us on all of our social medias at lunchpillguys underscore on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Lunch Pill Guys podcast. Still in week 136, a lot of time doing this. Today we're going to be talking about the Yankees and Arch Manning signing with the Texas Longhorns. Right now the Yankees, Yankees led by Aaron Judge, <laughs> mm-hmm. have the league's best 56-20 and 20 record. This, this is as of recording on Wednesday. They've been back to the World Series. They haven't been back to the World Series since 2009, and this year's team seems like it's a legitimate shot to breaking that streak. So, Jared, are the Yankees back, emphatically, to being a premier brand, and did they ever stop being one? Well, they haven't stopped being a premier brand in the same way that the Dallas Cowboys haven't, or Notre Dame football hasn't, or Texas football hasn't ever be, stopped being a premier brand. I mean, even the Knicks are really still on that same level of virtue, and what have they done? on the court, right? So it's not really saying that much to say that they're a premier brand, but I will say they have not been the evil empire since 2000, and they should get the same amount of criticism that the Cowboys or Texas football gets. The truth is that the Yankees have consistently failed to live up to their own hype and brand since 2000. They had a 2009 title where A-Rod was on steroids, first off. It's been 13 years since their last title. It's their third longest championship drought in franchise history. And the 2010s was only their second decade ever where they didn't win the World Series. The other being the 1980s. Texas football and the Dallas Cowboys get way more criticism and they have like far less historical success than the Yankees have, which I think is funny. And the thing about the Yankees too is they have the third highest payroll in the league, $250 million. And you're giving me two titles in the last 22 years. Some people might say that's a good thing, but that would be like Alabama consistently getting their five-star recruits top top two top three um, recruiting classes every year and winning two titles in the last 20 years would be underachieving and Bama's competing against hundreds of FBS teams the Yankees are competing against 29 teams the Yankees right now you know what they are they're Texas A&M they're consistently getting really good recruiting classes apparently paying for their players you know this this time around too and they're winning the Citrus Bowl let's so let's look at the let's look at valuation too if you want to talk about brands and stuff they're clinging on to the second highest valuation right now. But if you look at how they've grown in the last five years compared to other big brands and other sports, haven't done so well. The, the Lakers, by contrast, the biggest brand in um, basketball, have grown by 70%. The Warriors have grown by 147% in the last five years. Look at football. The LA Rams have grown by 176%. It's ridiculous. Why have the Yankees evaded criticism, you might ask? Supposedly, it's been because they've made they've been good and made ALCSs in their last 13-year drought. But that doesn't mention the fact that their arch rival, the Red Sox, have won twice as many World Series as them since 2000. That's not the Yankees' standard. The bottom line is that the closest the Yankees have gotten to a trophy in the last 10 years is they won awarded at the Pinstripe Bowl in Yankee Stadium. Ow. And that's fine for the Oakland A's, but that's not the standard for the New York Yankees. That's all I'm saying. This is, they have not lived up to their hype. They should be getting way more criticism than, they're, than they are getting. Lucas, why am I wrong? Jer- <laughs> yeah, I, Jared, you've made a lot of intellectually dishonest arguments on this podcast. <laughs> oh my so this takes gosh. the cake. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I mean, like, you're like, oh, well, you, they've made some ALCSs. 
Yeah, in the last since they've won their last World Series, including that year, since 2009, they've made four ALCSs and they have missed the playoffs three times. If you're in a position where you are making more ALCSs in a period than you are playoff misses, you're clearly succeeding at the highest level. Let's not forget who they lost <laughs> at to the in fourth highest level either. Third or fourth. Let's not level. forget who they lost to in 2017. <laughs> if we're gonna talk about like, oh, everybody was on steroids, they lost to the cheating Astros in 2017. They probably would have won that World Series had it not been for oh. the Astros banging on their trash cans. <laughs> um, if you look at even success since 2000, only two teams have won more World Series than them in that in that time: the Red Sox and the Giants. They should be number That's one, it. is what I'm saying. By they the Yankee standards, one. they should be number one, and they're not getting that. They're not getting that. Well, yeah, but you're you're, comp- you're, comp- you're comparing them at this point to. Texas and the Dallas Cowboys as like similarly fallen brands. When is the last time Texas has made the championship game or the college football or even come close to making a college football playoff or even won the Big 12? When is the last time the Cowboys have made the Super Bowl or made the NFC championship? Yeah, but what I said earlier is proportionally the Yankees are way have a way bigger advantage traditionally than they have than any of those other teams have had. The Cowboys are a big brand, but they have not been that successful. Let's be honest. They were like the, the four Yan- Super Bowls in the 90s. Okay, the Yankees have 27. 29, yeah, whatever the, the Super, number is. The Super, the Super Bowl only started in 1967. <laughs> okay, well, even since then, the Yankees have definitely won more World Series than the Cowboys have. Since 1967? 100%. They 100% have. The Cowboys they have won, won like four. Okay, but six and four is like not... <laughs> I think it's five, too. Six and five are two numbers that are right next to each other, Jared. Look on the number line. I think since that point, the, the the Yankees have won in 78, and then they won in 96, 98, 99, 2000, and then 2009. Yeah, but fundamentally, it's apples, oranges, because as Jared said, the Cowboys have a salary cap, and the Yankees don't. I don't know. They have a, they have really a competitive a balance tax. <laughs> College football maybe is a better example. But... So there well, you go. If Alabama, if Alabama is recruiting the best recruiting classes for the last 20 years, and they won two titles... Come on now. That's not good. That's pretty good. No, it's two not. titles? They, not when they should be two? winning six. I mean, who are you to like, reach into like the, the metaphysics of baseball and say how many they should have? <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask Because the Yankees... Because, no, but because <laughs> yeah. the Saban has won that many. Expected because that's proportionally from the rest of the sport. The Yankees should be Bama, but they haven't been. But the... No, th- their advantage is not proportional to Bama. You made How the point earlier that because they're competing against. Listen, Jared, you, no, 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 no. Listen, Bama. I'm trying to talk right now. You yeah, made the point earlier <laughs> that like, oh, the Yankees only have to beat 29 teams, but yes, they only have to beat 29 teams. But it's more competitive if they're only 29 teams because the talent is spread more tightly when there are fewer teams. When there are 120 some teams, the talent spread out more. So if you concentrate power. You're, it's going to be easier to beat all the other teams because you have much more of an advantage in baseball than in baseball where the talent is spread out pretty tightly between 29 other teams. You want to talk about balance of power and the Yankees are spending $250 million on their team. Yeah, yeah look how you, compare that. that <laughs> okay, let, let's, let's do some multiplication. How many, how many more times is, are the Yankees I'll give you, spending? I'll give you some proportion. Than, Bart. Yeah, give me some proportions right now. And then compare that to the number of five-star recruits Alabama gets versus the fifth one. I'm telling you, it's way different. Okay, I'm going to look up right now. Look at Five-star recruits 2020. Football. Who did they go to? 2020? You have this... Yeah, I, I just picked a class that is like, developed at this point. Okay. 
Okay. So, in that year, Alabama had five four-star recruits. I had five five-star recruits. Oh no, they had four. Sorry, they had four. <laughs> they, were, they were second place. So your your logic is already this argument's apart. falling apart for you already, Lucas. Yours is falling apart. You said they should be Alabama. Alabama doesn't even have the most five-star recruits. Okay, and they said they have the second most, and they're doing even better than the Yankees are. <laughs> Come on now. Okay, but that there. Helps. Think of how many. Few, okay, so what's the what's the one to five on that? The one to five difference between the Yankees and the fifth highest-paid payroll. So are we going twenty twenty or twenty twenty two? Okay, so this year this year fine. They're third this year. If you want to yeah. go eighteenth down. And Jared, where are your Red Sox on that list? They're freaking sixth. They're sixth, man. Okay. How much more of an advantage do they have then, though? They have a. Sorry, the three spot advantage. They have a fifty. They have a fifty-six million dollar advantage. Or yeah, what's or the math, though, Jared? What's the math? Sorry, I was looking at the math. Forty-seven. So no, what's the percentage? Like how much more? Divide those two numbers by each other. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that's important because this is a great yeah, because audio listen, podcast, uh, yeah. <laughs> <content here laughs> because, because listen, okay. Alabama, we could put it third in 2020 because okay. Clemson had five and then Georgia and Bama each had four. So let's just give Georgia two and then Alabama three. So the same position, the team that is sixth to the Red Sox, Texas A&M had two. You know what that is? Double the amount. <laughs> Are the Yankees spending double what the Red Sox are? Okay, that's that doesn't work though. That does not work for me. That's <laughs> yeah. Well, now that it, now that it doesn't favor my side of the narrative, <laughs> that is way different. We're talking about millions of dollars than two players. Doesn't support my priors. So it's wrong. So that whole argument you were making what, beforehand. Weigh in just, on this. You're just you're just throwing it out. What are your thoughts on this? Part? I mean, I've always been a Yankees hater because of this. I mean. We were talking about since 2000. I would want to see their average salary, like money spent above second place since 2000 because it's probably a positive number, right? Far and away. So, yeah. Being the consistently the highest spender, maybe not this year, but consistently the highest spender seems like they should have more than two championships. They spend $200 million, $200 million more than the Orioles do, Lucas. Come on now. Okay. And? And they have two World Series titles since 2000. One since 20, or zero since 2010, rather. I mean, do the Orioles Interesting enough, okay. by the way, the year the Pinstripe Bulls started, or the year the Yankees won the World Series, the next year they started the Pinstripe Bowl, have not won a Abolish the Pinstripe Bowl. <laughs> Abolish it. They want well, that trophy. Matter, that trophy's more important to them now. Also, I hate when you do this when you like weirdly confine the the amount the time. Twenty ten is not last... a weird number. That's a even no no no. no, no. If you, you keep saying two championships in the last twenty two years, well, extend Since it three more years. Since two thousand well, yeah, is a th- normal th- cutoff time. But extend it three more years, and they have two more titles. <laughs> so if you say the last twenty five years and four in the last twenty five, sounds pretty good to me. Okay, well, they, the Red Sox have four in the last eighteen. So, what do you want to tell me? And then four, but also four in the previous 100. That's what, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the Yankees. Yeah, but if we're just going to arbitrarily set date ranges at this point. All I'm saying is if we're arbitrarily going to set date ranges. We're not arbitrarily setting date ranges. These are. You are? In the last 22 years? That's a a weird number. Come on. Last 10 years, how many do they have? Thank you. (laughs) Correct answer. (laughs) They got cheated by the Astros. (laughs) I feel like we haven't talked enough about Lucas. Are you willing to 
book it that the Yanks win it all this season. We haven't talked enough about oh. them and how they're doing right now. No, I'm not going to. <laughs> not going to. I, it sounded like you were 100 percent going yeah. to. Dang. No, they're, it's interesting. I was looking at they're, they're second in OPS and ERA, and the Dodgers are first in both. If you look at their expected wins, they should have about the same record. But the Dodgers are super underperforming their expected wins right now. They're winning like eight fewer games than you would expect based on their stats. So I do worry about the Dodgers a little bit. Okay. So. Also, the other thing too this year is the Yankees rank in the bottom half of the league in batting average right now, 18th. Yes, they're first in home runs, but typically batting average is a better predictor of how you're going to do in the playoffs. Like the team that, the the actually the last time that the team that led the league in home runs. Or okay, I have to qualify this kind of heavily. <clears throat> but in 2020, the Dodgers classic the, Jared qualifying to some arbitrary ranges. No, okay, hold on. 2020 though, the Dodgers, the 2020 Dodgers are the only team in the last 10 years that have won the World Series and led the league in home runs. It's not a good indicator. Is all I'm saying. Mm. Batting average is a better indicator. The like the worst batting average that I saw rank wise in the last 10 years was the Cubs. They were like 16th. The Yankees are 18th right now. So they kind of have to overcome some some high odds right now. Like Joey Gallo, who they're probably going to trade, he's batting 167 right now. And he's one of their everyday players. That just shows you like kind of what that meant, that team's like mentality is. So not like only do they spend run. a lot, but they don't spend their money wisely is what you're saying. <laughs> and yet they're on pace for the best record in baseball history. How'd that work out for the 2001 Seattle Mariners? Thank wow. you. Not great. <laughs> but <laughs> I also saw that they... They've had like 10 walk-off wins. I think they lost to the Yankees even, huh? They did lose to the Yankees, so eat your words, Jared. <laughs> it, di- it didn't work out well for them, though, is all I'm saying. Okay. Bart, 10 walk-off wins? Yeah, I was going to say, I feel, I feel like in my mind that's similar to a NFL defense that is like giving up a lot of points per game but surviving because they get a lot of interceptions. Like It's not a sustainable mm. thing, and they're kind of relying on it, it seems. like What are the odds that they... Like the other team could just as easily start getting the walk-offs right against the Yankees, and then they're going to start losing more games. So that's probably inflating their wins right now a little bit. Yeah, as well. Well, Jared would love a team like that. He loves the Cowboys, and that's exactly like Cowboys. <laughs> <play. So> he <laughs> should be on the Yankees side at this point. Oh my god, <laughs> personally. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna align myself with the the evil empire, Lucas. I'm sorry. You already have the Dallas Cowboys. No, it's the the evil empire. Is Jared, the no, it's the Cowboys. It kind of is. The Look Cowboys. up the evil empire. I guarantee you the Yankees come up. If you look up Evil Empire, like Ronald Reagan's like the Soviet Union. <laughs> so I don't think anybody wins in that scenario. Okay. But Okay, that's true actually. Dang. I thought the Yankees came up first. It's probably based off my Google searches. Just confirming what I already located <laughs> 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 right to you. Right now it says the evil umpires in sports are the Patriots, the Yankees, and the Warriors. Okay, there we go. <clears throat> oh, I mm. like the Warriors. Yeah, they they were evil when they had KD. Nobody liked them. Yeah, sorry, the article was in 2017. So, okay, that'll make sense. Perfect. I guess Jared, just to back your point about team spending versus results, uh, the Atlanta Braves were 12th in team spending when they won the World Series. The Dodgers were second in team spending when they won the World Series. The Nationals were seventh in team spending when they won the World Series, and the Red Sox were first uh, when they won the World Series in 2018. So I guess it does kind of back your point that team spending that they should have a better roster. They should be spending their money more wisely if they want to be serious about winning championships. Also, just to kind of prove your point, about 20 of those uh, victories for the, of the 27 for the Yankees came before 96. Everything else was like in the 80s and below, which has been a long time. So, 
Yeah, are you gonna acknowledge that the Red Sox also bought their championship? Yeah, I can acknowledge that. Not as not okay. as blatantly as the the Yankees though. <laughs> okay, but yeah, the I'll Red Sox are a rich team. There's no uh, no way to defend that. Uh, speaking of rich, <laughs> the Texas, <laughs> they're back. Texas is back. <laughs> Arch Manning has committed to Texas. Uh, they signed. They've now signed all three of recruits that they've that have ever had a perfect rating. I don't know if it's exclusively to quarterbacks, but there was I think it was Vince Young, is that correct? And then mm-hmm. Arch Manning and Quinn Ewers. I know he originally was at Ohio State, but he will not be the quarterback for Texas. Bart, is this a legitimate turning point for Texas? Not at all. Short answer, no. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, let me explain. First of all, I think an important thing that I, I, I want to give my opinion on is I think the, the whole ranking system of recruits is flawed. And that's important when you want to talk about, oh, Arch Manning is so good. He's not that good. One thing I learned in, in the past couple of weeks, since I hyped up Quinn Ewers, I'll add, is that the the ranking system is based it's relative on that season so to be a perfect recruit just means that you are considered like the best basically everywhere so like when trevor lawrence and justin fields were in the same class neither of them was considered a perfect recruit because they were like parasiting off of each other so that's broken that doesn't really mean anything now that i know that um secondly i think a lot of arch manning's high rating is his last name because he's like he's clearly a talented quarterback but he's not perfect right so like there are pros and there are cons He's got a super strong arm. He can make all the throws. He's got a really high football IQ. He reads the game well. He, he can make quick decisions when he has a clean pocket. And he has, quote unquote, all the intangibles. Like, apparently, he's a super strong leader in the locker room. Guys really like him. He's, like, really focused on the game of football, which is admirable. But, like, he's also, like, he's not battle-tested. People will say that the teams he's playing against aren't that good. Yeah. Um, when the pocket collapses, he kind of falls apart. And, he like, he makes errant decisions, which is, like, you know, even NFL quarterbacks do that, sure. But, like, still, it's it's an L. Um, and, he, like, his numbers aren't even that good. Like, if you just look at him versus Malachi <laughs> Nelson, the number two quarterback, they should be flipped at, at like, at the very <laughs> least. If anything, Arch Manning should be lower. So it's just weird to me that he's rated as the number one quarterback and as a perfect quarterback because he's not. So that's one thing. The other thing is just, like, I don't know what he's actually going to do for them that Quinn Ewers might not do. And I don't know what – if anything, you might argue that, okay – having Arch Manning on Texas is going to help them, you know, garner even more recruits. But let's look at Texas recruiting over the past few years. I crunched some numbers since I think since 2010, they've had an average class rank of 9.3. They've had eight top 10 classes in 2020. They were ninth in 2019 and 2018. They were third. So my question to you is how much better is Arch Manning actually going to make it? And is recruiting even going to help Texas right now? It seems like it's a more fundamental issue. So I'm saying, no, this is not a turning point, but it might coincide with a turning point in that if Texas starts getting better, it might be because Steve Sarkeesian is now, you know, entering his second season and he's going to instill more of a culture and whatnot. If anything, though, I think the big thing is NIL. Texas is going to dominate in terms of NIL. They're going to benefit from it a lot, especially now that Arch Manning is there. And so I think like it might look like he's drawing a lot of players over there, but really it's just going to be the fact that Texas can pay people a lot more money than most schools. And Arch Manning is just going to happen to be entering the atmosphere around the same time that that really ramps up. But another weird thing is that he's going to be playing around the time when they move to the SEC, which is definitely not going to help him. So I think that might backfire as well. So long story short, I think Arch Manning is a good recruit. He's going to be a good quarterback, but he's not. I don't think this is all that big of a deal. If you took away his last name, people wouldn't be hyping it up so much. Yeah. I I think... 
really good points, by the way. I, I was going to say the same thing about they've always they've been having good recruiting classes and can't even win in the Big 12. So, but a lot of people have been saying, though, that the, I don't know, like, you can't really measure this necessarily, but a lot of people said the move to the SEC helped them get Arch Manning and other top recruits, is that they want to play in the best conference possible. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know that. about that argument, like, how to measure that, but a lot of people are putting that argument forward right now. The only problem with that is that in 2025 is when they're going to be moving mm-hmm. to the SEC, and Arch Manning will probably, that'll be his final year at Texas, assuming that he does the three years and moves on. I've seen some people saying they think he's going to redshirt his freshman year, which it's hard to say, but if he doesn't, then L for Quinn Ewers, because he's probably going to transfer again, but yeah, you're, you're, you're right, though. Right. Unless he really kills it this year. Like, unless Ewers is just, like, okay, but if, winning this year, they're playing Arch Manning. If Quinn Ewers is not a starting quarterback, I think that that pokes a huge hole in the whole the perfect quarterback thing. Is because yeah. he was the perfect quarterback when he entered Ohio, Ohio State, and C.J. Stroud got the job. And then, if he doesn't do it, I mean, even even that, I think, kind of pokes a hole in the argument that these five star, these perfect recruits coming out of high school are these surefire things. I mean, if you look, of course, across history, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are probably two of the most talented quarterbacks that we've ever seen. Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. They're not perfect recruits. Like Vince Young never worked out. Uh, so I don't know. Just like I, I wouldn't put too much stake into it as far as I think you're right. It's kind of like, I mean, he's like 6'5", 240 or something. I mean, he's like a, physically he's, mm-hmm. he's a specimen. Mm-hmm. You would assume that the Manning last name would give him plenty of resources to develop into a fantastic quarterback. But as far as like whether or not this is going to make Texas the next big thing, I, I agree with you, Bart. I don't think that this is the move the needle for me at all. Well, I, I, when I was in high yeah. school, Jared and I played against a handful of players who went on to play college football. Uh, and when I watch Arch Manning's highlight tape, I don't think that he's playing against anybody better than who I played against when I was in high school. Like it, the, the teams that he played, he just looks like, like, I don't know if there's no way he's a perfect recruit. I'm, I was just going to say, there's no way that he is you know, the, the next best thing since sliced bread. I would hope that he is. I'd love to have more Mannings in the league, but, you know. Mm-hmm. We're going to see some nationwide commercials for sure with him in it. <laughs> you think we'll get the three of them in a commercial? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We probably will. Yeah. They're already in a bunch of commercials. Um, Cooper and um, the, like, the three brothers are already in a Cooper and the other two more famous brothers? You can't remember them <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> you blinked on those <laughs> names. Coop, Cooper, Cooper and, and the Mannings yeah, is what I always yeah, call them. Cooper yeah. and those other two quarterbacks Co- that play in the NFL. A Hall of Famer, uh, Cooper Manning's brother, and then <laughs> <laughs> NFL champion, Cooper Manning's other brother. That's how I kind of point them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Just look, I'm hoping Texas is back. It's a big brand. We need it. I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna well, say it. It is more fun, I think, when uh, same going back to the Yankees thing. It is more fun when they're good and when like other big brands are better. Like, and it kind of bore out in the this last finals, by the way. The Warriors Celtics series was up twenty two percent from a Bucks Suns final. Like you know, Bucks mm-hmm. Suns finals. Like people want to see. It's the same reason why I think people flock to the theaters for Batman every time is they want to see this the the same like familiar characters. If you if you would say. Mm-hmm. Are we doing this or are we doing the the sports movies episode? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Batman is a sports movie. 
Did little little yeah. did did you know? In that one Batman movie, there was a sports scene where they blew up the stadium. So yeah, mm-hmm. see, yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Advertising great oh, sports movie. one of the all time <laughs> great sports movies, probably. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, that's gonna do it for this episode. If you like anything you heard, go ahead and like and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform, as well as follow us on your social media platforms: Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at lunchbellguys underscore. Go ahead and let us know what you guys think there. We really appreciate you, and we'll see you next week.